G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Buddy, for those who uh, don't get a chance to watch Sky News as often as uh, some of us, when are you on Sky these days? What's your program you're doing? Yeah, I host the program uh, four nights a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights at 10 p.m. called The Late Debate. Mm -hmm. So there's three of us. We uh, take a bit of a lighthearted look at the news of the day, and then we also talk about the uh, newspaper headlines from the following day. So you get to hear them first with us every night. Very cool. Now, I have to watch Sky News through the app because you can't get it on free-to-air TV in uh, in Brisbane. Is is, is it going to be free-to-air in the Cap Cities one day? Oh, look, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. At the moment, it's free to air um, on wind television in regional areas. There's a big audience in the regions. But if you're in the city, you need either Foxtel or you can watch it on the Flash News app. Mm -hmm. Okay, good to know, good to know. And I always love the content. I think we need more good reporters like you guys on Sky News in the rest of the media. But uh, you can only hope, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, I appreciate it, thank you (laughs) Now mate, you and I first chatted many years ago When you were pastoring And uh, I remember you used to work for the Courier Mail In Brisbane for a while too, didn't you? That's right, I started in journalism And uh, did a cadetship with the Courier Mail back in the day Mm -hmm. There you go Uh, Brings back memories mate Now today we're going to talk about a bit of a hot topic The Misinformation and Disinformation Bill What's the latest uh, on this? Well, finally, churches have started to speak up um, about this bill, which the government is proposing to introduce. The bill would enable ACMA, that uh, is the um, Australian Media uh, Communications and Media Authority, to compel uh, social media platforms to remove posts which were deemed misinformation or disinformation. Now, Anthony Albanese argues that this is a result of um, misinformation that was spread during the pandemic such as if you inject bleach into your veins, it will help you to uh, recover from COVID, which was something Donald Trump sort of said as a thought bubble. No one really took it seriously. But Anthony Albanese is determined to protect Australians from their own stupidity as if anyone imagined that they would actually do that. And so he wants to introduce this bill. If social media companies did not remove things that the authority deemed as misinformation, then they would face um, huge fines. The problem with this law is who gets to define what is misinformation and what is disinformation. As we know from the pandemic, many of the things that you would have been removed from social media for saying, uh, you are now allowed to say, in fact, they now have been deemed true. For instance, if during the pandemic you'd said masks make little to no difference, uh, you would have been removed from social media. But if you say that now, well, most people accept that's the truth. If you'd said during the pandemic that the vaccine neither prevented infection nor transmission, you would have been absolutely smashed on social media, if not removed from the platform altogether. But of course, now everyone knows that was the truth. So the problem when governments start saying we are going to clamp down on misinformation and disinformation, what it really means is the government will become, as Jacinda Ardern in New Zealand famously said, your sole source of truth. Now, this is a problem for everybody in the community, but churches have finally started to wake up to realise 
this is going to be a big problem for Christians. You know, I've been uh, noticing uh, the Australian Christian Lobby has speaking up against, uh, been speaking up against it. Family Voice, One Nation, uh, former Nationals MP George Christensen are speaking up. It's good to see that people are speaking up about this because really it's, a, it's a, a threat to religious freedom, isn't it? It absolutely is. The, the Catholics came out uh, just the other day and they said, look, there's two big problems with this, doctrine and uh, Christian morality. From a doctrinal point of view... Um, if you state that Jesus rose from the dead, is that misinformation? Is it disinformation? Is it true? Who's going to decide? Is Anthony Albanese through ACMA going to determine whether saying that the uh, virgin birth was a fact is misinformation? Now, I'm going to an extreme, but let's talk about Christian morality. If I say that marriage is between a man and a woman, or if I say that um, gender is a fixed biological reality. God created the male and female. Am I going to run afoul of these misinformation and disinformation laws? If I say that uh, you can't change your gender or that um, God's plan for human sexuality is heterosexuality, am I going to be removed from social media? Because clearly the things I've just said to you, Matt, run contrary to popular woke culture, which is increasingly enforced through anti-discrimination laws by state governments in this country. So the Catholic bishops are quite right. And if anyone listening says, oh, that's a bit extreme, I think you're, you're, uh, you're making a mountain out of a molehill, it's only 12 months ago that the CEO of the Essendon Football Club, you might remember, Andrew Thorburn, was removed from his job with the approval of Dan Andrews, the Premier of Victoria, for the crime of attending an Anglican church that taught a biblical view of sexuality. For that, he lost his job. Dan Andrews called his views on human sexuality, which were orthodox Christian views. He labelled them disgusting and appalling. Or considered during the same-sex marriage debate in 2018, the Archbishop of Hobart, Julian Porteous, he was dragged before an anti-discrimination tribunal by the Tasmanian government for daring to teach Catholic doctrine on marriage to Catholics. So Christians have every right to be very concerned that at some point these misinformation laws will be used against the church to stop the church teaching Christian doctrine and Christian morality. Now, I do want to point people towards the ACL website because I've, I've found there is a petition uh, that you can sign at the uh, acl.org.au. Uh, the Misinformation and Disinformation Bill. Uh, so people do want to register there um, and uh, speak up about it on that petition. Um, other than that, James, what else can we do? Should we be contacting our local MPs about this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, every person should contact, whether email or phone, their local MP. It'll take you 60 seconds, probably take you two minutes by the time you find their phone number. But... Um, MPs really do listen, especially if there's a lot of contact from uh, locals. The other thing, Matt, I should point out is that the government in proposing these laws have made certain exemptions. For instance, and it's amazing, isn't it, politicians will not be subject to these misinformation laws. So if your local MP says something that uh, ACMA deem as a bit on the edge, um, your local MP will not be subject to cancellation. But if you say it, you'll be subject to it. Um, in the entertainment industry, they've carved out a special exemption so that if a comedian says something or if something is portrayed in a movie or uh, 
in the media, then uh, it will not be subject to these laws. But if, um, if a Christian minister says something, he is subject to these laws. So this is another inconsistency with what the government's doing. Certain people get to say whatever they want, but others don't. One more thing we should mention, Matt, is that during the pandemic, you remember the government shut churches down. Churches were not allowed to hold public services because of health regulations. So we were all forced to run services online. Could you imagine if that happened again, but these disinformation laws are in existence, potentially, if you said something during your online service that the government deemed as misinformation, you could be shut down and removed from uh, the internet altogether. So effectively, you would have no opportunity to preach the gospel at all. But we shouldn't just worry about future pandemics if that happened. Out of the pandemic, many churches have gone online, and that's a key part of them reaching their congregation, whether it's shut-ins, whether it's people who are traveling and can't get to church in person that week, so they watch online. So these laws really will affect the church right now. They're a very serious um, imposition of freedom of speech and freedom of religion, and we should not trust the government that they won't be used against Christian people. So it's very important that people contact their local MP. So we've heard that the government is considering these laws. We are absolutely opposed to them, and uh, it will absolutely influence the way we vote at the next election if the government decides to push these laws through. Well, James, it's uh, good to hear your perspective on these things, and I'm glad you're speaking up about it on Sky News, and uh, we're speaking up about it here, and many other great ministries, uh, like, I, like I mentioned, Family Voice, Australian Christian Lobby, uh, other great organisations are speaking up about this, One Nation, uh, George Christensen, all campaigning against the bill. Let's hope uh, we can uh, make some waves on that topic. Now, mate, just while I've got you as well, I did hear in the news that Scott Morrison is uh, releasing a new book called Plans for Your Good. And uh, it's going to be a bit of a uh, faith-based book, apparently. I'm looking forward to getting my hands on it. Uh, A Prime Minister's Testimony of God's Faithfulness and Plans for Your Good, I'm assuming, is from uh, Jeremiah 29.11, that famous verse, I know the plans I have for you. Uh, What are your thoughts on uh, on ScoMo's new book, hey? Well, like you, I've heard of it. I haven't uh, had the opportunity to read it yet. I don't know that it's been published quite yet, but good on him. Um, Obviously, Scott Morrison is going to elicit different views from different people, depending on their perspective of how he performed as prime minister. But I'm a great believer if someone's preaching the gospel and trying to uh, proclaim the goodness of God, then we should uh, say amen to that and support them. And uh, so I I wish him every success with his book, and hopefully it will... uh, help some people who are looking for for God and uh, point them in the right direction. Absolutely. And uh, I have heard uh, my my uncle actually goes to the same church as him in Sydney, and he mentioned to me the other day that ScoMo's been on the preaching circuit. He's been travelling around preaching a bit, and I thought, oh, I might try and book him to come to my church. I'd love to hear what he has to say. (laughs) Yeah, I think he spoke a little bit. When he was Prime Minister, he spoke in churches a couple of times. Of course, um, he's got a fair bit more time now. So uh, I saw he was preaching in Western Australia just the other day. And I know he's been up in Queensland as well, so um, there you go. There you go. It's good to see um, that uh, he's uh, you know, wearing his faith on his sleeve, and let's hope that that book can impact many lives when it's out. And, uh, and just while I've got you, James, you know, I've been a big fan of yours for years, uh, following you in the media. What, what about you, mate? You're going to make a run for the PM one day? Is that, is that in the plans? <laughs> 
I, uh, I've got a dentist appointment, unfortunately, and I would much prefer the dental chair than uh, Canberra, Matt. So that will not be happening anytime soon. I'm oh. pretty happy at Sky News and enjoying uh, talking to you every other Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever it is. Oh, mate, I was hoping to get a scoop today. <laughs> Good on you. All right, James. Thanks for your time, mate. All the best uh, for you and the team at Sky News. Thanks for your time. Bless you, Matt. See ya. God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.